2: Welcome to Down to the Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. You can go to the athletic.com slash down to dunk and get the athletic for 30% off. Or or wait. There's a little secret. I'm going to tell you about the athletic is going to be for black friday and cyber monday starting on the 29th one dollar a month for 12 months so wow. that's the best deal of the year coming your way i'd wait i'd wait but if you can't wait you can still get 30 percent off at theathleticcom slash down to dunk we are going to discuss san vicini's rookie rankings today which is uh Really, a very fun read, number one. You should be subscribed for that. I, you probably can't wait because of that, and I understand, because I wouldn't want to wait either. Uh, and then, Thunder should be excited about it, be really excited. Uh, first off, though, welcome to Michele Barra, who joins us every Monday. Michele, how you doing?
0: Hey, I'm glad to be back on Monday. It feels always <laughs> wrong to record in, in different days It weird one. so... <laughs> Uh. I, need, I, need, I need this to start my week in, with the right foot. That's right. You know?
2: I agree. And it is the week of Thanksgiving. And I could not, this is this is exactly where I want to be, recording a podcast with Michele Barra, one of my favorite people. So very <laughs> thankful I get to do this. Uh, Same here. So the Thunder today announced that they are going to be lifting some of the health and safety protocols uh, starting December 1st. So I'm just going to read from it, if that's okay. <laughs> this is not going to be an opinion portion of the podcast, but I want to make sure that Thunder fans are aware of it and aware of, maybe, aware of maybe some of the reasoning behind it. So here we go. So Thunder fans have come, who have come to the first 10 home games at the Paycom Center have been tremendous in their support of our health and safety protocols. We are grateful for their adherence to our policies designed to help keep our community safe. We, since we announced our protocols in September, the Oklahoma Department of Health reports the percentage of Oklahoma County residents 12 and older who are fully or partially vaccinated has risen to 85 percent. The number of COVID cases statewide has dropped approximately 60 percent, and hospitalizations have declined at similar rates. As we discussed the statistics and vaccination rates with the health officials and reviewed our protocols, we have Decided to lift our vaccination slash testing requirements effective with the December 1st home game. We will no longer require proof of vaccination or testing to attend the games, nor require children 2 to 11 to wear masks. The current protocols, proof of vaccination or negative tests remain in place for the home games on November 24th and 26th. So there's that. If you, uh, it will be a little bit easier to attend a game with regards to hoops to jump through, whether you agree with it or not, it's happening. <laughs> so <laughs> we shall move on. The Thunder are 0 and 2 in the Dave Bliss era of the Thunder, which man, Dave Bliss in a press conference setting is just a delight. They have. <laughs> This is honestly the most delightful group of people to cover, which it makes it easy, one, as a fan. It makes them very easy to root for. And then as somebody covering the team and getting to talk to these guys, uh, they're just a delightful group. The the players don't always give great answers. Some of them do. Uh, But the coaches are awesome, like just awesome people. And Dave Bliss is no exception to that just really like them <laughs> that's all uh thoughts on thoughts on these games so they have they're, they're doing this thunder thing they get down big and they battle back and they mm-hmm. get down big and they battle back and it's kind of in their dna uh they get down big because they're not very good like they're not a very good basketball yeah. team and they get back into it because they don't stop like that's yeah. that's that's why they get back in is because the other team gets up 20 and they do the thing where teams get up 20 and they kind of dial it back a little bit. And the Thunder just keep pressing. They don't stop. I mean, they're putting on, a, they're down nine with like 40 seconds left in the Celtics game. And they're putting on a full court press. It's like, yeah. guys, there will be more games. There will be more, I promise. Uh, but they continue to just push.
0: Yeah. And just to try to see if my powers, uh reaching like absolutely high levels um what is happening with shay i mean you can argue that okc could have gone like one and one at least had shay like played the way he he knows like in an efficient way i mean that the the end of the game against milwaukee was terrible in terms of results and also a bit in terms of decision making um Again, I, I already mentioned with John that it's it's all good. Uh, there is absolutely no issue, uh, at least in my mind. Seeing a guy like Shay trying to take matter on his own, um, yeah. Maybe he could. I think he needs to rely. And this is me, probably going completely crazy right now. But it's uh, it's been a long day. Let's put it this way. Um, I feel that he has to take a little bit more mid-range jumpers. Because the defense is right now is just either I drive or I take uh, a side step three, which works. He can take those. But I think that the in-between game is a little bit missed uh, in, in in like this year. I don't know how many he's taking, but we can check it uh, immediately. I feel like like from the eye test is that he's taking way less than, than in previous years. And, and I think that this is a part of the game that he should leverage because great players have all three levels, and I think that he has and he needs to get to his uh, mid-range pull-up a little bit more.
2: Yeah, he's got that in his bag, too. So it's not Mm -hmm. like this is a new thing that he's... It's not like we're asking Lou Dort to do it, who's taken maybe like three all season. Uh, This is Shea, who kind of... I mean, when he was with Chris Paul, I feel like he did it more... Uh, let's see. I'm actually pulling it up as we're talking. So from mid-range, Shay has taken 27 mid-range shots on the season. He is mm-hmm. shooting 40.7% on those shots. It's the most on mm-hmm. the team by far. The next, I mean, this is kind of wild. Uh, Derek Favors is second with 21 total of those. He's shooting yeah. 38%. Uh, Yikes. Uh, Josh Giddey has taken 16 Mm -hmm. mid-range jumpers. He's made six for 37%. Yikes. Ooh, boy. How about this? Alexei Pokashevsky has taken 12. How many do you think he's made, McKelly?
0: Oh, seven.
2: Seven is exactly right. Ding, ding, ding. 58.3%. Wow. That's nice. I like that. Uh, but everybody else... That is luck. Kendritch has taken... No, his pull-up is is okay.
0: His pull-up no, is in okay. luck and you guessing right.
2: Oh, luck and you guessing right. Uh, yes, I don't Actually, I don't believe that either. I think it, both are skill. I think you and <laughs> both, both have extreme skill. Uh, he's only taken 12. Kendrich has taken 12. Kendrich is 6 out of 12. Everybody else is in the single digits. Uh, Lou, Lou Dort has taken 6. He hit that one mm-hmm. pull-up. Everything else he's missed. Yeah. Oh... Uh, very interesting. In the restricted area. Uh wow, two players have taken more shots than Shea Gildas Alexander in the restricted area. Who are they?
0: Uh Lou Dort.
2: Yeah, Lou Dort is number one with seventy shots in the restricted area. And Josh Giddy. No, Josh Giddey has taken twenty two less than Shay. Come on. Lou Darius? Darius. He's taken 67 shots in the in the restricted area to Shea's 66. And Shea wow. is shooting 10 percentage points better than, than Darius. That's uh, checks. The, that checks out. The best guys at finishing in the restricted area, number one, Mike Moscala, 8 for 11. Isaiah Roby, 11 or 16. Trey Mann, which I would like to see more of him. He's with the blue. He is playing. He recovered from that ankle injury qu- quickly. I mm-hmm. think he had 15 points yesterday. Uh, 8 of 13, 61.5%. Like, that's good. Well, let's see some more. Yeah. Dort, 61 on 43 of 70. That's w- a wild number. That's a <laughs> outrageous number. Shea's 60% favors is 59%. That's straight bad for faves. Like, he's got to be better than that. Then Poku, 11 of 19, 57.9%. Hmm. Hmm. How I feel. Hmm. Hmm. Poku. One of the things that's killing Poku's percentages is really the the only the only two things that are killing his percentages. One, he is four of thirty-two on above the break threes, and that is bad. Twelve percent. Yes, pretty bad. And then uh, non in the paint, non restricted area shots, three of thirteen also bad like floater range stuff bad so yeah get to the rim or get to that pull up
0: yeah and i think that um one thing that that i i want to see more is just having the team creating opportunities for him Uh, As a corner three point shooter, because I think that somehow that is more into his range right now. I still have the feeling that he's struggling a bit with range, Um, with just having the strength to put the ball uh, with the necessary strength and stuff like that. Yeah. Because if you look at the pull up, It looks very smooth to me. Uh, It it, it looks good. So there is no mechanical issue in terms of the upper part of the shot. The lower part of the shot is still an issue to me. Um, And and you can see that in the corners where he has a little bit less of of distance, it looks much better. So I wonder if that is just a natural progression of his strength uh, that is hard coming by clearly because he's not like extremely bigger than last season he may be a little bit stronger but i th- i think that that part uh, of his development uh body wise is not there it's not there yet um but hey that that is a good news because i think that uh, there is a lot of room to grow uh for pokushevsky and and yeah so it's uh it's still uh, an ongoing process but uh, but again that, that that mid-range pull-up is so freaking good to, yeah. to to watch. Like, he's just natural there. And and when you see players that are so natural, it's hard for them not to be good shooters overall. It, it may be something mechanical with his legs or stuff like that, but uh, hey, I think it's fix- fixable. And I hope that it gets it right uh, in the next two years. Because that is, again, the swing skill for him. Yeah. If he's not able to hit trees, then... It's hard to project a good NBA player. Yes,
2: definitely. And he, I mean, he's been kind of solid, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like he he's not he's not doing anything crazy. He's getting in there and playing. I want to see more. This might would be mm-hmm. like my only complaint. I'm pulling up the box right now to see what we got. Yeah, we got nine minutes from him. You know, two rebounds, two assists. He took one shot. In nine minutes, that's some poku progress, right? Right there is that he was probably at like a shot a minute to start the season. He's yeah. getting in there and like trying to trying to play, and you know we're seeing a little bit more Aaron Wiggins too, mm-hmm. which uh, he's played well. Like, I've been impressed with Wiggins. I think that he's got he's definitely has some juice on defense and offensively. He's pretty smooth. Like he's got some stuff to him. Now will he? continue to progress and see more minutes like I don't know like, I'd like to see it more um, but Bliss played a lot of guys in that game he played two four six guys off the bench so um, I mean that's a lot and the only guy that didn't play that was available was Gabby Deck who was D and PCD
0: what a weird what a weird season for deck
2: what a weird what a weird NBA career for deck
0: yeah he had he had like a good good Olympic Uh, Like, a good good tournament in the Olympics. It's wild it is not even touching the court. It's really wild to me.
2: Yeah. Why are they guaranteeing his salary? I don't know. I don't know. It's a mystery to me. It's something I haven't been able to figure out yet. It's one of the... You know, there's a lot of Thunder mysteries out there, but this is definitely one of them that is very perplexing and extremely low on the... uh, priority list of things to understand <laughs> but it's still like there every time you think about him you're like huh well why why everything why, why is he still there why did you bring him over why did you guarantee his contract why is he here what like what's the what's the deal is he great in practice i mean that's possible is that he's but just if he like,
0: yeah yeah but then you play him you try at least once in a while to to see if he. But do has... you want him
2: playing? Oh, like who's he? Whose minutes is he taking? You're taking Roby's minutes. No, my point
0: is, supposedly he's great in practice. Yeah. That, doesn't that earn you at least playing ahead of Wiggins?
2: Maybe not. Maybe he's not great in practice. Maybe he's great for practice.
0: Oh. You pay four millions for that, dude. I I promise you, I can out asshole <laughs> anyone. Anyone on a basketball court. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I can be... I hear <laughs> I you. Take, I take... Like,
2: I hear you, and I agree. I don't really get it either. But, you know, they're, they're playing the young guy. I mean, I'd much rather them play Wiggins than Deck. Like, we know don't Deck's, me too. Deck's not going to be here. You know, he's not going to be here. Right?
0: But he's kind of here.
2: He's here. But is he? Question mark? I don't know yeah i i don't know i don't they've lost the games they're supposed to lose they're six and ten right now we can look at their reverse standings on tankathon.com right now they're at seventh in the reverse standings they are uh behind the sacramento kings who just fired their coach who are because once you fire your coach you're due for a win that's just how it works yeah. i don't know who's upcoming they got philly portland lakers memphis lakers yikes Yikes mm. Sacramento Kings yikes. Oh, well, um, they have the Lakers. They do have the Lakers. Yeah.
0: Is LeBron going to be suspended for a game for trying to kill himself?
2: Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah, do not mess with beef stew, man. Stay out of the beef stew.
0: He was that that was something. Like he he, he had a few like 5 minutes of insane rage.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was weird going back and watching it, you know, hearing the Detroit PA announcer, you know, and thinking about like the mouse at the palace was the same PA announcer. Like it just, it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird who's like like telling the fans to stay in their seats and stuff. It's like it's crazy. Yeah, that was a wild. That was a wild time. Yeah, I would guess LeBron would get tossed for at least one you got tossed in that game maybe one more and probably isaiah stewart will probably serve a suspension too i'd guess yeah um it all seems fair they yeah. are let's see where are they they're half a game back of sacramento they are two and a half games back of san antonio who's four and eleven hmm. detroit's four and twelve man detroit really should have gotten that win last night that would have been very helpful
0: yeah, but uh, they do not try to be better since Cade is playing at, at this normal uh, level. Let's,
2: they're 3-7. Uh, I, I see more potential end. for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jeremy Grant's good. They've got some good players. And Cade is, mm-hmm. Cade is. once Cade starts to shoot it, because he will, mm-hmm. right? He, yes. he has not shot the ball well to start the season. And some of that's the ankle. <laughs> some of that's getting used to the NBA. I mean, he got his, he got, he got him it handed to him by anthony davis on multiple occasions last night so it's Mm -hmm. just a uh as mark degnaut says a recalibration for cade that he's smart enough to make as the season goes on um orlando's and 13 new orleans goodness gracious 3 and 15 and then houston the lost cause of the nba 1 and 15 like that's
0: that that should be more talking point i know that you and alex did an amazing job already uh here for the athletic that that podcast was amazing uh as always um and also san vicini reiterated that uh, in his article today Mm -hmm. it just doesn't make any sense what they are doing just there's just like a bunch of of players going out there without a plan without the lead without anything like it's just that is bad that is bad like, you should at least pretend that you have a goal. Because if you play, like, Garuba, Shangun, Christopher, Green, fine, fine. Like, just play them and lose. Yeah. It's, it's all good. It's all good fun. But, like, losing when you play Eric Gordon, DJ Augustine, Daniel Tice, Christian Wood, and you pretend that you're trying to put their, like, veterans like it's why so what what is this thing like so bad here
2: keep going i'll be it's right embarrassing. back just keep going off on the rockets for 60 seconds i'll be right back
0: yeah yeah it's like to me and again i, I don't want to, to to steal alex's words but it, it's true like you have one job uh which is like to well you have two jobs develop guys and lose a bunch of games and i don't see like true development when you just grant minutes to guys that are completely uninterested in playing basketball like if you look at the way in which some of the veterans are approaching the games for Houston like what is this you see Kenrich Williams playing like Kenrich earns every single second that is on the court so does Mike Muscala like those two guys are earning every single second and if you're a rookie you want to play over them go ahead try to steal the job from them but if you look at Tice and Wood and, and, and Gordon, yes, they are kind of playing better than 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 Green, but it's not like they are playing good basketball. Kenrich and Mike, they are playing good basketball, period. Mm-hmm. And this is an example. Like you want to be on the court? Do like I like do the things that I do yep. and do them better if you can. Yep. This is teaching to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. We're going to take a quick break. After that break, we are going to talk about Sam Vecini's rookie rankings and where the Thunder rookies lie within that. We will be right back. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com dunk. That's linkedin.com dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
1: This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more.
2: And we're back from that quick break. And now we're talking rookies, and specifically Thunder rookies. And even more specifically, Sam Vecini wrote an article that was out on The Athletic today uh, about his particular rookie rankings. He's got them ranked 1 through 16, uh, it's really good. I mean, it's it's worth your time to go read. It's worth the subscription uh, to go get yep. that. Remember, go to the slash down to dunk to get that. Uh, he has Josh Giddy ranked sixth in his rankings, which is right where they took him <laughs> in the draft. Yep. So that's kind of nice to have your guy where he should be. He had Evan Mobley uh, number one, which I think is correct. And then went with Scotty Barnes at number two. Really interesting. Yeah, I'm also good. Yep. And then three, he's got Franz Wagner, which is, if we're talking like a future ranking, like I can see Mobley and Barnes being one and two. I don't think that's yeah. unreasonable. Then we get to Wagner, yeah. who I think is going to be like a very, very high level role player. And I'm not sure what he can end up being as you know in the future as far as like a star or anything like that. Uh, Kate is four. Chris Duarte is five, and then mm-hmm. we have Giddy at six. So a lot of names missing from the the top six that were in in the draft. But he had a lot of nice things to say about Giddy. I'm not going to read it because I want you to go read it because it is definitely worth your time. But Uh, How do you feel about that ranking uh, overall in the top six? And do you think that he was fair to Josh?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I think he was perfectly fair uh, with Josh. He he mentioned all the good stuff and he pointed out all the issues. And again, I don't want to read that for you, but you can imagine that one of the main discussion points was the shooting. And... And that is going to be for Josh one of the defining skills. I know that we are discussing the same for Bakuszewski, uh, but it's true. Like, if you are a bowl handler, if you are a guy that that is not like a premier defender, uh, like Scotty or like other guys, then shooting is something that can keep you on the court. And shooting is something that can open things for you. Uh, and for Giddy, like, shooting 36% is not about, it's not only about being efficient, but it's being. Uh, like not allowing the defense to cheat on you and to guard in you in a certain way and and i think that if he becomes like a dort type shooter where he can hit uh six threes in a game uh taking 12 or like 34 35% three point shooter that 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 ranking will change dramatically because the ceiling completely changes and, and maybe I'm underselling uh, Franz Wagner. I have to admit, admit I haven't watched, uh, I haven't paid too much attention to, to Orlando. And so I, have, I want to, to watch a little bit more. But from the draft analysis that I have, I knew that he could be a very useful player on a team, like a very sound, intelligent, uh, offense ready player uh, for, in the league from the beginning. But my, my question is always the same mm-hmm. what is the ceiling? Like how how great he can be as a um, as a, can he be a star or is he a role player? Because I can see the path for Mobley, for Barnes, for for Cade, for Giddy, for like many of the rookies that are in that ranking. Not for Duarte, probably. Yeah, but I can still, still see a path for them to be great. With Franz, maybe it's just that he will be very good at everything.
2: What about and, like, what do you think about Draymond when you think about him? Is he a star to you?
0: Yeah, but but Draymond gives your team a soul. That is different.
2: Wagner that kind is, of has been doing that for them, though.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, a less mean Draymond is not a star. He plays mean, though. Okay. Again, I have to watch.
2: Wagner plays with, a, with an attitude and a fervor that not many rookies do. Like, he really does. So I just, I don't know. He's he's shown way more than I thought he would. I mean, he has been. Mm-hmm. It was the right pick, and I know that like Warriors fans right now are, like, grasping onto every morsel of like good Jonathan Kaminga that they get, and like Kaminga, like Kaminga's such a weird player because, and I think the Warriors people are figuring this out that like like raw is like a weird word for him because like he Mm -hmm. already has so much in his bag on what he can do. It's about Mm -hmm. putting it together. It's about putting together, thinking the game and the skills and the separation of those two things has always been like the problem with Jonathan Kaminga. That was his problem with the ignite is that he couldn't connect the two. Like that's, and it's why he's not in this ranking at all. And it's why he doesn't play that much for the for the Warriors. Now, can he put together like individual possessions where it's like wow? Like definitely, yes. Can he string together those moments throughout a game? That's like the rawness that we're talking about that he doesn't possess. And that was it was the same thing's on draft night. Like saying that he's yeah. raw is like you think that he doesn't have the skills yet. Well, he's got the skills. He has them already. And so, but had they drafted Franz Wagner instead, like Wagner would be firmly in the rotation, playing like 20 oh, yeah. plus minutes per game and helping them and yeah. providing a lot to that team. I mean, I think they would be a lot better. And I know that Warriors fans are happy with Kaminga and he maybe he can develop and connect those things eventually. But mm-hmm. like those are, to me, those are scarier things to try to develop. Than Giddy developing a jump shot. You know, like that's a, it's a, yeah. it's a man, like rarely do those kind of guys really do it. And you can point out individual possessions here and there, like great. But like, are they thinking the game at a high enough level to contribute to a championship contender? And like, I have no issue with Josh being able to be that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like just he just thinks the game at a higher level now he's got to put together the shooting and he we sh- he saw we saw like a glimmer of that with the Celtics game where he was four of six from three I think he was zero of ten from three in his previous ten threes so yeah was cool he, he needs to, to focus
0: today. on which one he takes and this is also true for Bokoshevsky and, sure. and for others sure. they should really be out there seeking corners. and and then like hunting corner trees because it's it's easier period they should be better at that and it's not that they are not spacing the court from there to me it's just hey let's cut unless it's absolutely necessary and have two seconds on the clock let's cut out all the trees above the break for now like you're not there yet it's not your shot let's focus on getting the corner tree right that is an extremely valuable shot that is out there to be taken. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and to so your, to your point, Giddy's taking 40 above the break threes, he's 10 of 40, 25%. He's mm-hmm. taking 14 corner threes, left and right. He's taken one right corner three, 13 left corner threes, shooting 35.7%. Yeah,
0: but corners. it's apparent. I mean, it's it, it's there to be seen. I mean, and JRE is kind of a little bit better, probably top of the key, but he's better from the corners. I have no doubts about that. Yeah. Uh, and Thanks. and so it's 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 just easier it's closer and it's more um again guys need to adjust to the to the um, even to the visual of, of the of the above the break tree compared to the three to the to the corner it's it's just a different kind of shot mm-hmm. and um so i i think that there is a there is a way for giddy to develop first that and then maybe top of the key i know that that is important for him and he wants to get to it because it allows him to um maybe to have um a step on 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 his defenders because he if he's not able to take a three when guys are going um behind in terms of skin and roll coverage then they will do it so he i i know that he wants to be able to punish them but hey one step at a time Mm -hmm. like focus on the corner three. Maybe try to attack the the screen roll in different ways. Try to do a handoff when they are going uh, behind so that you involve another guy. Um, there are things. And I'm sure that this is a talking point with the, with the coaching staff because you can see that Kitty was seeking the corners and also GRE was seeking the corners because that, that point is open and Shea will find you if you're there. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's... Um, it's, it's going to develop. Uh, I will win the bet with Jay. Oh, let, let's be completely fair. Uh, he will not reach 30%. I will win. But, but hey, it will be a good 29.5%. Yeah,
2: he's yeah 29.5%. Um, who's, who's shooting the best at above the break? Minimum 15 attempts.
0: Uh, it's probably Mike Muscala.
2: Mike Muscala, 47.1% on 34 attempts. Uh, who's mm-hmm. number two?
0: Hmm, it is Ty Jerome.
2: Kenitch Williams at 40.9%. Hmm. Who's number three?
0: Uh, this makes me feel that it's not Ty Jerome. Um, 25%. Really? Yeah. That bad? That bad. Wow. Uh, it's not Shea. It's
2: not Shea. Shea is 31% on hmm. 32 of 102.
0: Hmm, then it's Lou dort
2: dort is 29 percent. number three trey man six of 15 from above the
0: oh hmm. Hmm. yeah hmm. trey Mann is trey trey has tre a sweet stroke yes. i really like it yeah i do too he's going to be able to shoot it yeah, yeah. i just he just need to adjust to the physicality but i i think he's doing okay like yeah, not bad not bad at all yep
2: yeah he is i like him I I really love the minutes. I am anxious for him to get back to the team. But he's getting a lot of minutes with the blue and playing pretty well.
0: So. Yeah, that's fine. Can I say something about Toronto and Scotty Barnes? Say it. It's a bummer that he's not here. Uh, like, having four and five and drafting, like, Barnes and another one, uh, KD or whatever. We'll, we'll oh, eat.
2: don't oh. stop. You got to stop now. You got to stop. I'm going to die.
0: No. I'm just saying.
2: I know I'm he's perfect
0: for Toronto. Yeah, he's, they he'd be they perfect are. For
2: here, man, too. He'd be.
0: Yeah, he'd he'd be he he so he played a five as as I, as we as we said during Thunder of the Dark. Yeah, I mean he could have played instead of JRE like full time five. Who cares? Um,
2: but he can also play it, three.
0: Yeah, he can play whatever. Like like just just put a like him basically, let's put them out there, they will yeah. be good enough in terms of defense and rebounding, and yeah. everything will work, but I love the attitude of that guy,
2: yeah man. Just, I know.
0: I know he's just the beast, and I loved watching him play um yeah. I think I watched the game against the the Sixers, the entire game, yeah, and they were so much fun. they were mm-hmm. playing greedy defense, very good spacing on the court,
2: mm-hmm. uh
0: they have shooters um. I know that they have Siakam, Anunobi, and him that mm-hmm. look like players that will not fit together, but Anunobi is improved so much in terms of being okay. able to space the court. Uh, Siakam is going to be guarded anyway. They have um, they have mm-hmm. Amplita, who is an amazing player, and it's just good to watch them play. I mean, I don't know how successful they can be, mm-hmm. especially if he's uh, a little bit worse than uh, due to this uh, hand injury that he has. But boy, oh boy, that guy is that guy is a beast, and um, it's so much fun. And um, yeah, among like, it's good that he's in Toronto and not a team that I don't have any uh, problems with. Like, it's not in Houston, yeah, So it's Houston. it's all good. I can root for him.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's awesome. Uh, okay, so the rest of the top ten for. Vicini's rankings. Davion Mitchell at seven for the Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just been a beast, an absolute beast. Yeah. Herb Jones at eight <laughs> for the Pelicans. <laughs> I love that.
0: It's a bit, that's a bit, it's, uh, that is um, my take was good at the beginning, before the draft. So I'm kind of taking a victory lap here. Yeah. But maybe eight is a little bit high. Yeah, it's a little
2: high, but I like it. Um, Alpern Shengun at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, should be playing more. He's a good player. Yeah. 10, Jalen Suggs. And then...
0: Yeah, 10A and 10B. a and 10B, 10
2: 10 Jalen Suggs and Jalen Green.
0: Yeah, players that I have no heart putting outside of the top 10 because they were top fives and they should be there. Um, yeah, Jalen Green looks... Right now, all the red flags that we discussed during our draft uh series and i mean not just us everyone like is he going to be able to be focused mm-hmm. Is he going to be consistent mm-hmm. will he be able to shoot the ball well enough is he going to be a creator and right now he is no no absolutely no wow no um he's still fun he still jumps very high not as high as Lou Dort, but um high um and um and hey, um, it's going to take like a lot of time mm-hmm. uh, for green. For Sargs, I don't know. It's probably just adjusting to the, to the speed, to the distance, to the way in which you are guarded. I don't see the same things. Um, he's not the guy that will let it go. With green, I don't know. I'm very scared. If I'm Houston, I mean, I would be scared about seeing green playing this way yeah. without anyone like taking him and say, we are not doing these things. We are not like forgetting about defense.
2: Dude, the defense stuff is so bad. It was so, so bad in Oklahoma city. There's no organization. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know where to go. The team is just an absolute mess. It's an absolute cluster and they cannot, it is, If it's Barnes, like, I think Barnes will figure it out fine. Green, though, like, Green, he is, like, just standing around. Like, there are possessions where he is, like, just turning his head, looking around, seeing what's happening on defense. Like, what are you doing,
0: man? No, check. My guy. Sorry.
2: Yeah. It is – I. Normally, and, and maybe this will all correct itself. Maybe they get a superstar in this next draft and they get a new coach and everything gets, you know, a little bit tighter. But I, this is a bad, if this continues like this, if they don't make any changes, I, it's almost a wasted rookie year for a guy like Jalen Green. Like, I think it's yeah. legitimately really bad for him. Suggs is playing like a beast on defense and is almost a zero on offense yeah um what's the opposite of a victory lap whatever that is uh I'll yeah i'm taking that one it's on not sides. working
0: it's not working <laughs> it's right not now working i, I again i i hope to, to be able to watch a little bit more of uh, orlando because it seems interesting yeah. um the goal and anything it still looks and weird to me that is that good but hey uh pull-up shooter weak range yeah and maybe maybe coaching staff is able to, to get the best out of him. Mm. And this is something that when we discuss like players like Green, we can say, well, look at Devin Booker. He, yeah. he is good now. Even if they were bad, bad, bad. Yeah, it's true. I don't know if the Phoenix organization was that bad this in is, terms of... This is either. very bad. Yeah. Very, very bad. I don't think... There I mean, they were
2: never 1-15 in 15 bad. We know that to be sure. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is historically bad. Like, this might be the worst record in NBA history. Now, teams rarely actually do that. They start really bad. They start to pile in some wins, and then they don't get there. But where is the light at the end of the tunnel for this Rockets team? Like, they may trade Eric Gordon for p- a pick. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, they may be the worst team for him? ever. Huh?
0: What is the fair price for Gordon, European?
2: Oh, probably a good second or a, like, top 20 protected first.
0: Hmm. And bad salary back, maybe.
2: Yeah, and bad salary back. He could really help somebody. Somebody that needs... Like the Lakers? I mean, there ain't nothing going to fix the Lakers at this point, but yes. Yes. He could help the Lakers quite a bit. Or Hmm. a team that's just trying to get there. Like, you plug him into the Clippers. You plug him into the Nuggets who are now going to need some firepower. Um, mm. The Mavericks, honestly, he'd be yeah. really good with the Mavericks. I actually really like not that sure fit. if they g-
0: can get the money worked though. Probably yes with Powell and yeah, yeah. The salary. Th-
2: that's the fun with the Mavericks. Super is, like, easy though. Trades is tough with them. Uh, Boston can always use more shooting.
0: Philly, you know? No, maybe Philly. No, they have already South Korea in that of, role They've
2: got a lot of shooting. That's actually something that that they are not desperate for. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's interesting. that's interesting to me. Uh, so continuing on to the, on this list, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, 14th on this list, which I think is probably about right if not probably might even need to be higher than that. <laughs> He's been so good and has yeah. and has gotten better.
0: Yes, in his game.
2: like his first couple games. He was especially. I, I look back to the preseason. Remember watching him against the Bucks in the preseason, and you're mm-hmm. just like, "Oh no!"
0: Like this yeah, ain't he's gonna, completely lost.
2: This ain't gonna work <laughs> for Jeremiah mm-hmm. this year. Oh, that's a problem. And it was like, no, no concerns. Like he's a second round draft pick. But the to go back and watch him in that preseason game and to look at what he did against Milwaukee on Friday. Yeah. Um, Different players, like different players. He is adjusted. He is just a, he's a brilliant basketball mind. And he's playing bigger than he did then. And Mark even said that. Mark mentioned this in post game. I can't remember after what game, but afterwards he said, like, listen, after I watched Jeremiah in the preseason, I said, he is small. Like he's probably too small to play. Mm Mm-hmm. And now he's like, oh, he is adjusted. He plays bigger now. And that's a yeah. big that's a that's a big deal for him because he we saw yeah. him if you haven't seen the clip of him moving his feet against James Harden. Like, yeah, that's, I do it. Like, go that's insane. go watch that. Because he can move with quick guys and crafty guys and he can play with bigger guys. He's rebounding the ball much better. Just like made a few adjustments and then bang, he's a good rebounder. And it was the first preseason games and the first few games it was like oh no like he's just gonna struggle on the board
0: so I go, no no he's and he will out. against like against like tall guys he he will not be as effective probably from the beginning yeah like draymond is not an a huge rebounder right uh he's a good rebounder but not a great one but the point that he's able to switch on harden and be not embarrassed by him. By him mm-hmm. That is something. That is really something. And over the past five games, he's averaging almost well nine point two points uh, on eight field goals. Um, a little bit like no, not many free throws. Thirty three percent from three on five attempts. There is like um, there is a player there, yeah. and if he. I think that again, it's boring to always talk about shooting. But if the shooting continues to be like that, not not even more than 34%, and he's able to to be a little bit more impactful with his body on defense, um, hey, you have a player. You have like a real player there. Um, I think that the IQ on offense is sensational. Mm-hmm. Like he just know always where to be always he's never in the in in a bad spot offensively he's always helpful offensively these are the collision type player where you can see that the offense will find them or he will find the offense because the way in which they process the game and it's not the case that again giddy finds him open in the dunker spot a lot of times because he is in the corner and he sees that the defender is not looking at him so he plays himself in, a, in the right spot the defense rotates and he's boom open um these things are requires concentration being steady and being extremely intelligent uh basketball wise and probably also in life uh he looks like a, a steady guy mm-hmm. and and again maybe he's not shiny maybe he's not Albert branch and gun but if he's able to hold his position defensively and he's able to space the court and he's a plus on offense that is a hell of a second round pick.
2: Yeah, I think you can bank you can bank it that he's. You know what if and this is, what what if he's like the fourth starter on a great team?
0: Let's say fifth. Yeah, that's, that's even second. okay. That's what let's Vasini let's thinks. lower the bar.
2: That's obviously a bit. Thinks. Yeah. I, I think he's super good, and he's very young, and he's learning the NBA game. He's going to get stronger. Like, I, there's zero doubts that he's going to become a, like a much stronger player. And mm-hmm. like, what was PJ Tucker on those Rockets teams? Was he the third, fourth, fifth guy? What was he to that team? He was probably the probably number or fifth. four, fourth or fifth.
0: To yeah, me, that's I mean, the, you can be kind of player we're ta-
2: that's the t- kind of player we're talking about.
0: Yeah, useful, very extremely useful. useful
2: going to glue things together, going to make the right decisions. And if they can get, if you can have, I mean, <laughs> this, this is what's kind of cool. Is And somebody was in my mentions, I can't remember why, but they were, it was almost like a complaint that like, how far away are we from having like a really good team? It was like, well, we're far away, like far away. But for yeah. them to have five guys on the team that you're already like, you know what? Like, I, I think you can almost bank on these guys. Shea, Dort, Giddy. JRE is one of those guys. And then maybe there's not another one that you can bank on. But to have four, maybe Kenrich is the other guy that I would put in there. Because yeah. I do think Kenrich is, is a long-term piece for this team that will play a significant role. So maybe that's your five. And then you have developmental guys like Baisley. I still like Man. Baisley. Bais- Poku. Yeah, Poku, Baisley. You have guys Wiggins that you're developing. You have yeah, Trey Mann that I you're want developing. to see Trey
0: Man in a winning con- in a winning like yeah. uh, like if he's able to to hit forty percent of his pull ups, hey, he's a guy. He's definitely a guy.
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah,
0: you miss you miss the guy, I think. And that is hard to come to, to come by, but but hey, for that you need luck. And you need to best you need position luck. yourself to get to get lucky. This is what OKC is doing, and, and again, I, I agree uh, with what you were saying. Like OKC is building sustainable basket already, yeah. which is yeah. something incredible. Like the the lineups with Kendrick and Muscala are just good basketball lineups. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and they will be good when when JRE and Giddy find elite chemistry. When JRE becomes uh, like a, a better three point shooter, and it it will happen. <laughs> there is no reason why he's already he's, not bad exactly exactly the motion looks good like mike muscala was never a uh, like super duper three-point shooter he's shooting 40 percent now but he's always like a 34 35 36 like jerry can be that yeah and that can like the problem is can he take a quick shot and hit him and yeah. hit it that is the point point. and i think that he will beat he will get there give him time He's already good at doing a lot of other stuff, which is extremely encouraging. And when all this uh, brand new instrument will play in a concert together, it will notice. Um, I think that right now you see like Basley freestyling and it doesn't work or Giddy trying a little bit too much and it doesn't work. Like Shay trying to prove that he is the, 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 the first violin and it's like sounds like uh, crappy sometimes. <laughs> but hey, when they play, when it works... For a few possession you can say wow that's the melody that that is the thing that i want yeah and 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 this is very important to be able to build something that when everything works it 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 works well because if houston houston when they hit shots they can win a basketball game it doesn't mean that it looks good when OKC plays good basketball it looks feel and 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 like you just you just perceive that that is good basketball that is something that is sustainable
2: yeah and what's, what will be cool is if they do get the guy in this draft or perhaps in the next draft, then you, you don't have to be, be like, okay, now we've got our guys. Let's, let's figure out what we want to do. Let's figure out how we win basketball games. Like yeah. No, no. You get to plug them in and say, here's how we play. Let us show you yeah. how we play. And eventually, like right now, the Thunder team isn't talented enough to win games. They're not experienced yeah. enough, and they're not talented enough.
0: Yeah, they're playing dairy favors they're and basically long minutes. They, these are not winning players right now. No. Sometimes Basil is, but I mean, Most we have sixteen not. games. Yeah, in five of them, he was a good player, probably. Yeah, this is like Iwe. I mean, yeah. and, and it's not that you can. You can't do it otherwise. There are superstars that impose their style of play. Mm-hmm. It happens. Like look at look at Phoenix. Sure. Look at Phoenix and Chris Paul. They are playing Chris Paul basketball, and it's a good basketball.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like like OKC did. Hey, mm-hmm. this is the way. Double drag at the top of the key, and then let me do it. That's fine.
2: But the, even defensively, actually fine. is is they they
0: already have the blueprint there. The Thunder do.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're thirteenth in defense. And they're yeah. not good. Like
0: they're not a good team, and yeah. they've already—they dev- have no rim protection. None. They are doing it by committee and by switching and by playing hard. That is good news. No, but I, uh, what I want to—what I want to mention is that you may see teams saying, "Well, you know what? We get Luca. We play Luca ball. Sure. It—it it can be okay. But look at what Golden State is doing. Yeah. They brewed a new type of basketball, mm-hmm. and even with KD there. Like, it takes KD to say, well, let's freestyle from it. Mm-hmm. Okay, th- that's fine. But when KD was off the court, they were still playing Curry's Ken play type of basketball, mm-hmm. which is what OKC is trying to do. Let's build something sustainable so that we can sustain a superstar mm-hmm. if he wants to play this way, mm-hmm. or we can be sustainable when that superstar is not playing. Yeah. Like, you can question, had OKC ever done it before? When KD was off the court, or when Russ was off the court, what kind of basketball they were playing was that sustainable? Nope. You can argue that maybe with Kmart and with Reggie, that was kind of the closest version.
2: Yeah, it's the closest thing to it, but still not there.
0: Still not like it was. Hey, KD and Russ will get us buckets, yeah. and it's hey, it happened. <laughs> yeah. They were good. Yeah. But but uh, I agree. Building something sustainable that get that goes beyond the the players that are actually on the court and their talent will will be good yeah. in the long run. Yeah,
2: no, that's a great thing. It's a great thing. It's very exciting. It's good to see them building, and hopefully they'll have more luck on their side come the uh, draft lottery. So, uh, all right, be sure to go read Sam's article. Sam is just. The best, like not only the the best, best writer, best evaluator, but just the best guy, too. I'm a big, big Sam Bassini guy over here, so be sure to go check that out. We are gonna go, but before we do, let's uh check out the chat real quick. We have Miroslav from Germany, we have Everyone Needs a Smile. Uh, let's see Brian Yates is here saying bringing the fly Italian style to the pod he definitely is if you're not watching on YouTube you are missing out on Michele's uh, impeccable style here uh, it's
0: Monday I have to wear a tie on Monday
2: <laughs> uh, Tyler Gibbs says happy Thanksgiving everybody happy Thanksgiving the Flukie is from Germany uh, Hoopsock69 Reese Kimsey Nathan Kramer Sean Cargill The box of cereal. What's up? Wow, from Alabama. Uh, Stephen Clay's is from Belgium. Let's see. Frank Terman is here. My guy, Alex Bullerjack. Travis Cagle. What's up, Travis? Harris Chaudry is here. Let's see. Who else? Jacoby King. Dude Buffet is here. Fitness 2018. Ian Kirkham is here. Eric Mai. Hudson Harder from Jerusalem. Whoa. Hey, that's awesome. Uh, And then the Devin Dunker is here from the UK. Big shouts to everybody for joining the stream. If you want to join the stream as well, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Search down to Dunk. Hit the little bell and you'll know when we go live. Enjoy the rest of your day. And enjoy the Hawks game. The Thunder play the Hawks tonight. It should be quite enjoyable. So check that out. We'll talk to you guys again. Oh, Larry Miller. Shouts to Larry Miller for coming to uh, the the live putt from Florida. Wow, that was awesome. Great meet. Great to meet you, Larry. All right, I'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.